Hey everybody, once again, thank you very much for joining us at the Roldorf Cafe. The Roldorf Cafe is open for business. It is, so uh, grab yourself a coffee, a brew, and uh, sit down and enjoy your train ride as you go into work one day. Uh, mm-hmm. Enjoy the sound of our hypnotizing voices, sultry voices. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, so this is a podcast. This is Raldorf Cafe. We are Jason and Howie, and uh, we are watchmakers here in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, and you can always pop down and see us in the Bentall Center. We're in the deep bowels of the Bentall mm. Center, right below Joey's restaurant. So there's a nice big plug for Joey's. So <laughs> This episode brought to you by no. <laughs> Joey's restaurants upstairs, because we love them so much. Try the sliders. <laughs> they are good. Yes. So in this episode, we're going to be chatting about uh, having to endure a helicopter ride and then the true meaning of watches as recognition items. Mm. And then we're going to talk about a little bit about a leaky Rado. Those are the worst, those leaky Rados, especially Rados. I've heard, I've heard about sealing Rados that they are particularly uh, difficult to seal, especially because you got the crystals on some of the rattos. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more, though. Every single rado I've seen or I've taken the crystals off, the, the gaskets are liquid. Yes. And what a mess. And the crystals are just kind of glued onto the case, too. It's like the yeah. seals are, are... It's disgusting. Challenging. Yeah, challenging. Yeah. That's better. Not but disgusting. not impossible. No, absolutely not. Okay, so for social media, this week has been um, uh, a pretty interesting uh, week in a bit since we last posted. Mm-hmm. I haven't been doing as uh, as much posting as I, I would have done normally, at least for diversity anyway. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a couple of things that I... Uh, but I think, I think it was this week we had, we had the celebrity status of a certain focus of our, of our social media. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the, all the posts most mainly started off with uh, a trip that I took over to Comox on Vancouver Island. And uh, while I was there, they've got a big Air Force base where the search and rescue is based for the, uh, for the West Coast. Um, and I went to look at some uh, planes there, some, a static exhibit of uh, different planes. So I, mm-hmm. I couldn't help myself but take some shots of that. And uh, I posted that a little bit. So those were good shots. Thank you. Yeah. 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 That was, uh, that was fun. It was, uh, it was basically, you know, pulling out my camera and getting some black and whites and, uh, just feeling good. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was a nice trip. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then it, it all sort of went into a custom strap we made for a customer. So I had some images up there for, um, uh, a, a really, really nice strap for a really, really nice Frank Mueller. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it matched the dial really, really well. Whether you like Mueller or not, it didn't really matter. The strap was absolutely fantastic, and it uh, the stitching matched the uh, indices on the dial, the, yeah, the, yeah. the red tones and everything else. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So if you missed it, I'm sorry. Well, you missed it because why did they miss it? Well, I mean, I guess it's an organic thing. It's the social media thing. with with the Raldorf in the story. Too. In the story, it's yeah. organic. So this is the thing about interact interactivity. You know, it's like it's not 
meant to be there all the time. It's like, let's check things out as they're happening. But what did we post this week that, that we, that we, you know, cemented into the feed? Yes. Now that was the, uh, Bramont limited edition. Endurance. Endurance. What a watch. That was fantastic. That, that was, uh, absolutely brilliant. You know, I've, I, you know, I, I reach right out there with both hands to um to Bramont for sorting mm-hmm. this out because it was a very it, it was a special watch aside from the fact that there's only 300 that have been made of this watch mm-hmm. um we managed to get one just a little bit ahead of time because it was for an occasion right it was a great it was a grad gift yeah that's right perfect perfect gift for a grad and especially like you know often i think about limited editions how they lack kind of the the intention and the story sometimes companies are just putting out limited editions all the time and it doesn't matter but this one has such a great story that it warrants having the limited edition status exactly and uh, and then on top of that uh, there was the story around how we actually got it to the grad too so that was the uh, the other part of that so there were the um regular posts of the watch and then yeah. i did a live uh, a live delivery, right, uh, of that where in I a helicopter to, in the helicopter, yes. So I you endured you endured a helicopter I ride, endured a helicopter <laughs> ride from uh, Vancouver Harbor to Victoria Harbor, and then off to the Empress Hotel. That's fantastic, and it was all a big surprise. Yeah, and so how was it received? He was absolutely blown away. Um, young guy went to uh, University of Victoria. Um, just finished up his uh, his engineering degree. Smart guy, and uh, yeah, very very smart guy. And it it was all a surprise to him. Right. So mom and dad were there, and uh, mm-hmm. I came along with the watch to explain a little bit about the uh, the history of that that particular watch mm-hmm. and uh, to inform him a little bit about uh, Bramont. Now there was a very very good reason for choosing Bramont for this uh, for this particular watch for uh, right for him because his uh, his father is actually British. And only came out to Vancouver uh, not that long ago, 2000 or so. And uh, they lived in, uh, he was actually born in the UK. And so he has his own story that, that started not too The father far. or the, or the, uh, the son? The son, right. Yeah. Cool. And uh, yeah, and so... And yeah. did he know about Bramont when he got the gift or did you kind of... No, he he, uh, he like didn't know. This was this was something that happened f- right. really, really quite organically between uh, us when you know the dad was talking to me about that's uh, that's exciting a good grad gift and that's exciting about um, introducing such a cool company in such in such a way too where you get pretty much the right now was, I would say it's one of Bremont's sort of coveted coveted watches right now and boom this kid gets gets this watch right away. That's a crazy introduction to that watch. Absolutely, and it was, and it was for all the right reasons too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the link with being British because his son has a British passport, being born in the UK, mm-hmm. um, the fact that uh, the dad's British, that the company, that Bramont is not too far away from um, where they lived in the UK. So yeah, it, it was it was all great. Plus also, it's it's a story of achievement, and I think that. The story behind the watch and his story as a student getting through engineering was uh, was absolutely amazing. And 
Um, today, which is Wednesday as we're recording this, uh, I just posted an, uh, another image that, that I had no idea about, but um, uh, the dad sent me this, uh, was the fact that his graduation gown actually has an orange uh, collar on it. Right. Which is for engineering students, which perfectly matched up with the, the uh, strap with the it. strap on it. Yeah, yeah. So cool. the, I think there was a a, a a lot of things going on in the universe. Serendip- serendipity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, what about what about this watch exactly? Like, what makes this watch? You know, I want to talk about the watch specifically. Like, what what is the endurance? It, um, it, it's a Supermarine, right? It's a Supermarine five hundred. And it um, it was developed with in collaboration with Ben Saunders, this uh, this uh, explorer, yep. solo uh, uh, explorer, who in November had planned to do a trip across the Antarctic. Yes, that's right. Right. So, very cool story in that, with that involved. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's a horrible environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone that's actually seen any um, uh, TV footage of Antarctica, um, planes landing there and stuff like that, the winds are strong, it's freezing no, it's cold. Impossible. It's an impossible you know, place. It's, it's absolutely crazy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, and it's a special watch. So the thing is, is like um, with any kind of climbing, camping, sort of any kind of adventure, one's always thinking about how heavy your pack is going to be. You know, you want, you want it to be as efficient as possible because the heavier it is, the more calories you're going to burn. Mm-hmm. And he was doing this solo, and he was doing it so that he wouldn't... He would be completely self-sufficient. He wasn't going to be resupplied partway along. That, right. was, that was the whole thing. It was, it was like taking um, Shackleton's journey because no one was dropping him and his team... Right. Any food along the way to to rescue the sailors that uh, so was Sha- Shackleton. You're talking about the endurance, the and the captain. Yeah, his name Shackleton, and the ship was called the Endurance, and it had got trapped in the ice in the Antarctic, crushed. Yeah, um, and then Shackleton left. He he uh, and led an expedition right. to come and get to rescue uh, the uh, uh, the crew members that were left. Very cool yeah. story. Very cool story. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, so I guess that was the whole impetus around this. So the the watch had to be extremely light. Um, you certainly couldn't use um, a quartz watch uh, for this mm-hmm. type of thing because the uh, because of the temperatures, the frigid temperatures, right. um, batteries are not going to work in 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 that kind of uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, even when it comes down to some navigational equipment, it has to be specially uh, sought sought after. Yeah, for, for, it's, a, it's for, an extreme environment. Horrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can't even just take your regular mechanical watch up there either, mm-hmm. um, because. Uh, yeah, the oils and lubricants will uh, will start to thicken up and uh, and you know just gum up everything. So that that watch had to be treated with with very very specialized lubricants for that. Right. So uh, Mebus makes uh, Sinta Frigilube. Sinta Frigilube. Yes, and that is the Arctic uh, oil of choice uh, for uh, for explorers. Question about the endurance these limited edition. They wouldn't be uh, 
um, assembled with centrifugal lube. No, no. That uh, they'll be they'll be uh, using the Their regular standard. standard lubricants, right? Yeah. Unless you, unless you, you know, bring it yeah, to us and we can do it. Otherwise, yeah. you know, the <laughs> centrifugal lube is is so absolutely thin that uh, it would just make a complete mess over the watch in a in a in a normal environment. No so, doubt, and that's why you have to use Epilon with it too, which is which uh, holds a the, coating uh, that holds the oil in place. Yeah, uh, for uh, exactly where it's put. And we so use Epilon. Typically, we use Epilon on the cap jewels. Uh, the automatic uh, uh, reversers and that kind of thing for certain watches, yeah, right. and to keep and the oil, to keep the oil, yeah, exactly, to keep the oil from spreading. That, but that's a that's a whole other podcast topic. Yeah, yeah, which is way. very interesting. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay glued to this. Okay, so what's what are we what are we talking about now? We're talking about the yeah. idea of, of of watches that mark. As, how, how did you put it, that mark? Um, the mark an occasion, but in this case, it was a grad. And, right. uh, but for many people, they get watches as gifts. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we can talk a little bit about you know watches as grads to begin with and then sort of branch off a little bit really quickly into to right. other things. Um, this watch was really great because, it, you know, as, as we just discussed, it, it had a lot of depth. You know, for, for, for a lot of meaning, yeah, a lot of research, and so well, I also think the, the 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 family they had done their research and they're watch lovers to begin with, so they knew the the depth of. Well, I mean, uh, of course, they knew the importance of this as a gift, you know, symbolizing a, a milestone for their son, but also being watch lovers, I think it 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 helped them in in choosing such a good quality gift. I mean, it what I they could have. They could have chose like a Rolex or an Omega or one of these standard, you know, watches, which are fantastic watches. But sometimes people just kind of go there with blindly without any real research, right? And even if they were just going to be brand loyal, right? Right? They could have chosen any other Bremont um, watch, right? Um, but they 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 went exactly for the uh, the endurance, and so so all credit to them because. They were actually um, very fo- focused on on the meaning of this, and I think this is the essence of everything. There, it's uh, it's 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 about taking that time to actually put it all into place, so that when you're actually making that purchase, mm-hmm. that because it's going to be a meaningful purchase, that it it is the right one, that you believe it's the right one, and uh, I think there's there's a lot lost in that because I think that. Many times we're we're very hurried, in in, in and, and perhaps even last minute with certain things, and so we don't always put the full thought into into these things that we perhaps should, and that ends up in in making strange choices um, that maybe don't impact immediately, but certainly will impact uh, have an impact at some point down the road. I guess it's the it's the it's the the idea of the thought that the thought that counts or maybe even the thought is more important than the actual item right so i mean i can yeah i can totally see i mean as watch lovers yes we i think we are more tuned into to that kind of thing but i mean the, the average person is just going to be like oh what am i going to get i need to get this gift you know and and also in our culture of of sort of excessive gift giving when, it, when you look at Christmas and like things that are like 
puts real stress on people to give gifts, right? Yeah. I think it's it's you know it it's just another thing that people if they don't know watches they're just gonna be like oh what am I gonna get am I gonna get a tie am I gonna get a thing what am I gonna get oh I'm gonna get a watch and then they just go and get the first thing that kind of looks good and they don't really know much about it you know in hopes that it's gonna be the thought that carries it through versus the actual item being something of quality that you know could potentially be something that they pass on to their kids or you know when they looked at it 25 years in the future and it's like and it still works and how that is a very strong gesture of its own and this is something that you and i both see quite often now is that um with people bringing their watches into us there's often uh, a very very strong tail attached to that mm -hmm. to that watch uh, whether it be a father's watch whether it be a, a grandfather's watch um, but it's traveled down through the ages to them be being cared for by another person right sure. which which is absolutely amazing and for me that's that's at the core of why i went into watchmaking is the romance of of that kind of story you know the watch that's passed on the watch that that represents something as a gift a grad gift or whatever uh, you know and 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 how that story is is so strong and this is where i think um there's there's uh, a fundamental um, issue with giving quartz watches then at that point. Mm -hmm. See, mechanical watches can last the test of time. Yeah. Right? Um, it's that movement that's been ticking. It's like the heartbeat of the watch that's on your wrist, and it's really special. A quartz watch, an eight-year lifetime, 10-year yeah. lifetime for the movement, and yeah. then... You know, it's it's not being a very pleasant experience yeah. then at that point. Yeah. The, the issues creep in there and it's like... Uh, it's like CDs versus records. Yeah. And then know? typically for a quartz watch, you don't get the same kind of quality when it comes down to the case and everything else. So everything is starting to deteriorate. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the circuit. That's the problem. You can... You can the mechanical elements of, of quartz watches can be cleaned and relubricated and reassembled and, and corrected and repaired. But that circuit, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know, as soon as that circuit goes, you've got to replace it if you can find it. And of course, you know, we see, I've, I've seen these old Seiko uh, watches, these old Seiko movements that you just cannot find these circuits anymore. And yep. it's sad, you know, because the rest of the movement is, is in great shape, top shape, but this circuit, yeah, right? So I think the thing here is 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 that uh, having spending the time thinking about plotting about w which watch if it is a watch that you're going to get and then making the decision as to the type of watch it's going to be whether it's going to be mechanical whether it's going to be quartz um, you know that that kind of thing and then I think. Uh, and then it's all it's all easy then from from that point on aside from you know another little bit which we'll talk about uh, a little bit later which is the um, engraving and sentiment that's put on the back but yeah I think very very particular attention then at that point and that's what happened with this I mean like I said to you Howie um, uh, um, about. Uh, that customer that, that, that we had who is wearing his grandfather's watch. It was a 25-year award from Garrods mm -hmm. uh, in the UK. And it was a gold Omega, and he loved it. The inscription was there. It was hand-engraved at that time, you know, so that, that in itself 
um, has extreme artisanal value to it. Um, and it's still working, it's still running, and it's, it's on a grandchild's wrist, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is the cool thing about, uh, about that type of thing, which I think uh, if we shift this over towards corporate gifts, I think is lost because you and I both, again, see a lot of corporate gifts because we get a lot of people coming in saying, hey, I just received this, uh, this award for working for a company for five or 10 years or so. Can you change, can you take a couple of links out of the bracelet because it's mm-hmm. got to be sized for me. Right. And really the quality of those watches are really not so great. So there really isn't that that longevity that's attached to that, which is, I think, a big shame mm-hmm. because I think they're missing the point there uh, in, in many ways. It's not just about giving a gift. It's about giving a gift that has memories attached to it and uh, meaning not, not just in five years, but 25 years down the line or, it, or a, generational, a, a generation apart. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so all you... Um, uh, HR types that are out there that are doing purchasing, yeah, keep that in mind too about uh, about the watches that that you're buying. And I know that budgets are tight and everything else, but you know it might be worthwhile just uh, just exploring different options with regard to that type of thing, just so it really does have a huge a huge meaning, mm-hmm. a good meaning. Yeah, something you can be proud of. Yeah, yeah. So then. We sort of move on into this other thing, which another watch that was given as a gift that came across uh, came across the bench uh, that we finished up this week, mm-hmm. which was the tail of the Leaky Rado. Right. This this Rado was especially challenging uh, when this person brought it in. It had water damage, so it was very. Uh, um, clear that there was some issue in the case, be it the case back, the crown, the crystal, w- whatever. So we did the research and we and we we uh, wet tested the watch, which is which is a pretty cool uh, um, way to test for uh, resistance in a watch. You know, we submer- we submerge it in in a in water without the movement. Of course, we take the movement out and we check and we can expose exactly where. Um, the leak is occurring from so it's either the case back usually the crown or the glass but this one was unique in that the leak was coming from the case so the case was in two parts it was cemented it was a hard case but the leak was coming out from the seam in this rado 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 do better rado <laughs> anyways so you know after informing this this customer that this this watch we couldn't resume its water resistance so to speak so, you know, they had to send it back. To, we had to send it back to Rado. So that's what we did. When the watch came back, they had fully replaced this case, right? Yeah, because there was an absolutely nothing we could do with the case ourselves. And he no. was, this is the thing about, we were talking earlier about, about, I mean, like you get these, a mechanical watch, like a 25-year-old, 30-year-old mechanical watch, often you just have to accept the fact that it's not going to be water resistant because metals change over time. The seals, regardless if you have a new gasket or or, or not, it's just not going to maintain its water resistance. Especially now, I think people have this misconception of what water resistance is, and it's mislabeled, and that's a whole other issue, you know. But anyway, so this watch, I think it was probably twenty years old, maybe, 
It, it belonged to his father. That's right. Yeah. So he wanted it. He wanted to wear it. He wanted to enjoy it. So you know, we sent it to Rado. They sent it back to us with a with a fully new case, and it's like without informing us. Without informing us, and that was a that was a gamble on their on their part because they don't know the history of the watch. This is this is the thing about bringing your watch to independent watchmakers such as ourselves is we can we can you know make informed decisions about how we move forward with service this was an exceptional case because we had to send it to the manufacturer to 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 get the water resistancy that he wanted they replaced the case he gets the watch he's happy with it luckily right but that could have gone south that could have gone south really fast he uh, he did notice that the uh, the case center was changed right yeah, for, for for sure, it was it was notably darker, right? A darker gray. But this this was his father's watch that he had given to him. So now, basically, you know, after a movement exchange as well that we did because the water damage had 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 damaged the movement, a case exchange. The only thing now original is the dial in the hands. That's it. Yeah. But ultimately, all oh, and the and the the bracelet. All he really needed to do was just accept yeah. the fact that the watch was no longer water resistant and yeah. to treat it that way. Yeah. Right. But uh, the, there, there was that extreme exis- I- I- insistency mm-hmm. that he, it had to be water resistant. And so yeah, he gave up the case uh, for, for, for that. Right. But that, that opens up a whole other, whole other point about people's expectation about water resistancy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's very like, it says right on the case, water resistant to, whatever just let it go like it's not going to be that that to yeah. that level i don't know absolutely and and uh, i often say this to uh, to people coming in and and when they're talking about water resistance and they start using the term waterproof um and i i explain that you know there isn't anything uh, yeah. in the way of waterproof nothing is yeah. waterproof it's really hard to even make something water resistant. Like, look at your cell phone. Like how, you know, we've had cell phones for like such a prevalent part of our society for 20 plus years and they don't make it water resistant. It's really hard to make it water resistant. You draw, you, you know, I mean, maybe it's a marketing thing on, on their on their point, but, you know, it's really hard to make it something water resistant. So, how, like, just think about that expectation. So the motto of this story ultimately is just because you can doesn't mean to say you should right so you know it if you're wearing an expensive watch and you're wearing it around water it doesn't matter what it says with regard to its water resistancy yeah uh, just just use common sense with that just in case you know have you forgotten to push the uh, the crown all the way in perhaps it's it's been knocked out of place and you don't realize it and you you start to wash your hands it's like right. always be very very aware of the fact that watches and water don't always go really well together though they may be designed for that purpose to go in the water that's one thing like like a submariner or a dive watch this is a next level this is a watch that that yes you can trust it to be water resistant and if you do take your watch into water, then you, you, you're making an educated decision that, yeah. hey, you know what, I've done everything possible to make sure that this watch is actually water resistant, right. and I'm going to take it uh, in into the water. But that having been said, 
you know, you've always got to have in the back of your mind that... Uh, it might not work? It might not work because of something that happens. And you could end up, you know, damaging the watch pretty badly, especially yeah. around seawater. So is it worth it? Is the question. That's the thing. Just because you can doesn't mean to say you should. But I know people are really stuck on this idea. You know, it's like we sp- you spend five, $6,000 on a watch. You know, you expect a lot from that watch. <laughs> it's a romantic notion. Isn't it? Yes. But you expect that it's like, you know, that, that's, that's such a heavy argument. I had make. a 70s Pro Flot. And I used to take it diving all the time. And, right. and uh, you know, it didn't matter. You know, that every once in a while, I would notice a little bit of moisture in that watch. Mm-hmm. No matter what I did to it, it just always seemed to leak from somewhere. Right. You know, like a Fiat. It's it's going to need fixing. Like a what? Like a Fiat? Like a Fiat. <laughs> that watch always had a little bit of water. But lucky for me, you know, being a watchmaker, I could I could deal with it right away and, and no big deal. Sure. Right? But, you know, that's the thing. Always be prepared for that. And if, you, if your watch does get wet, please, please, everybody listen to me about this one. You know, don't leave it weeks because we see this a lot. Too. And that's it. That's just like... It's amazing how quickly you can get oxidation and rust in these parts, of these these movements. So, it, and yeah. how quickly it can be fixed if you just, uh, you know, have got some desiccant uh, that you can put the put in with the watch in a some bag. What? Yeah, well, something that will absorb moisture. Right. Right. Like rice. Like rice, or you know those little little packages you get with leather goods that kept that or, or whatever that's packaged right. in with something. Do you, you save those? I you? save those. Yeah. Do you have a whole box of those? I have a box for of your those. watches that yeah. you bring in the water. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> even even in the Defender, I have big packages of this stuff. Like, right. Like it's as big as an eight by ten sheet of paper, and I just lay those. Did everywhere. that come with the Defender when you bought the Defender? That was in the back seat. This giant no. pillow that was a yeah. No, even defenders leak, everybody. Yes, they do. Yes, they were designed to leak, I think, weren't they? <laughs> Anyways, so I think that, you know, that could be, that could be our tip for the day. I think, I think that ultimately is it. Is, yeah, yeah, is the water resistancy, be, be careful. You know, I heard a good expression, going, taking, an, taking a luxury watch, swimming is like lighting a, hundred, lighting a cigar with a $100 bill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. Do you want to do it though? That, that's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. So I think um, I think that covers all the things that we wanted to uh, to talk about this week. Yeah. One of the things that that we do have to do just in uh, finishing this off, though, is that we did have a competition. Right. The ri- the wristy story. The wristy story. So if you listen to our uh, our episode number two. Um, we put out a challenge um, for anybody to write a story about a wristy that they took that was perhaps embarrassing or had a memorable moment attached to it. And we have a winner for that. Mm-hmm. So AJ Barsay. Yes, fantastic. He has a really great pod- podcast, the Bellingham Podcast. Um, but his story, if you go on to our Instagram, he, he comments on... Um, What's the photo he uh, the of the Braemon umbrella? Yeah, so the no, bird but, la- la- but landed our, on his the, wrist. But, but the Raldorf photo that he commented on, yeah, was of the the umbrella that were that he now owns. That's right. Yeah, and if you scroll, you can see the other stories that are really good too. But his is his is uh, exceptional. So, 
check that out. So AJ, you now have a coveted Bramont umbrella. Yes. And so it's a good size too. It's big. So it will most definitely cover your watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially in the rain like we've had in the Pacific Northwest over the last 24 hours. All the birds that want to land on your shoulder and your arms. Yep. You can you can hold that umbrella to sh- shield them from the, from the elements as well. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Howie, that's it. I think we can we can wrap up this episode. Right. And uh, watch out for us next time. In a, in two weeks' time, we'll have another, another episode for you, and we look forward to having a chat. But in the meantime, if you have any questions for us, technical questions, that kind of stuff, please feel free to, uh, to direct message us through Instagram, which is nice and easy. And uh, then maybe we can chat about those things. Or check out uh, the Raldorf, check out raldorf.co. And you can do, we have a nice helpline there that Absolutely. is very, very uh, uh, easy for us to, to respond to questions and, and comments. So check that out too. Have a great weekend, everybody. Ciao. I'm sorry we haven't talked much recently. I'm still trying to figure out this whole being apart thing. Things got messy, but I still love you. I so love you.